podcast about rugby, and I'm your host Adam, coming to you from Joburg. Uh, with me today is Alex from Cape Town. How are you, Alex? Hey, Adam. I'm very well, thanks. And you? I have. Sorry, I'm very well, thanks. And you? Oh, uh, I, I'm good. I, I saw the Lion King good. last night. Uh, you warned okay. me. I should have listened. Yeah. But uh, I, was most, I, yeah. I, was, I was mostly disappointed. I, I had a long conversation with the, uh, with someone at the dinner party I was at last night about this. Um, and my take on it is, it, it's not even a question of whether the movie's good or not. Um, it's just, for me, it's like undesirable. It's like unnecessary. Surplus to requirements. And I don't want to give them any money to keep remaking classic movies. Um, it's just like a money grab from them. So I'm not going to go along with it. Oh, uh, but it, it it pleases me greatly to hear that the movie was still shit. No, it was like I mean the animation itself is very cool, but uh, I mean apart from maybe Simone Pumba, the um, the uh, the voice acting was actually quite poor, really. Okay. And I just it just didn't fl- I didn't enjoy it at all. Also, I had some woman yeah. in front in the row in front of me looking at her phone. Every now and then, uh, pissing off. Dude. I actually wanted to scream at her. And then next to me, I had this little child of like four or five going, Oh, look at Scar. And I just wanted to tell her, to like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch the movie. But uh, then, but so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you are watching the, a kid's movie. Too, yeah, it, it is a kid's but movie. Like, like, so, so the kid like, I don't think is. Yeah, yeah, the kid's okay. Yeah. The kid's okay, but the woman with the, the phone. Fuck, I was going. Yeah, lady on the phone, that's not cool. If you're listening, that's not cool, lady on the phone. Don't do that. Don't do that in cinemas. My wife is one of those. Oh, God. like, how are you it's, not divorced? What? Well, yeah, I'm serious. Like, it's it's bad. Like, she'll take her phone out of the out of her handbag midway and, like, check a message or something. I'll just fucking dead stare her. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Like, I try and move okay. one seat to the left if I can. Like, it's like, it's essentially announcing, like, Gondor needs aid in the middle of the fucking scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the beat <laughs> of is Gondor lit. on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of my worst, like, movie habits. Um, and I'm and I'm bad as well because I talk I talk during movies like I'll talk to the person next to me, uh, give running commentary on movies which oh, people hate. Oh, I hate that uh, too. I, I sit in the movie. Yeah. Alex, we can watch a movie together then. It's fine. Okay. Yo, okay, no, cool. no. I, I pay good money to watch a movie to not be talked to. I go to watch <laughs> to watch the film. If you wanted to talk to me, that... give me a phone call when I'm not watching the movie. No, I mean I don't I don't like I don't make small talk like I don't be like oh, fuck you know so what else are you up to this weekend whatever <laughs> I'll 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 be like uh, wait where the fuck did that guy come from you know mm. or yeah. what's his name again or you know I'm looking forward to seeing how they get out of this one I don't know like you know that kind of um, the kind of comment that, that seems wittier at the time mm. than, it, than it does when you you repeat it afterwards on a, on a rugby podcast uh, but, uh, which, yeah, kind of Matt uh, sorry I haven't actually introduced you how are you I'm chilled Cool. Um, yeah. Why do you have breakfast? I know it's like it's like night time there now, almost. So. It's half past. It's quarter to seven now. Have so you had dinner? Breakfast. Dinner. No, I haven't had dinner. Hey, really? Stop I'll chasing your sister. Lunch was two hot Sorry. dogs from the pretty good little hot dog, like grilled hot dog stand down the road. Yeah. Nice. Winning. Uh, ben, Ben won't yeah. be with us today. Unfortunately, he might drop in later towards the end. He's at a wait christening, then he's going to a wedding. What? Baptism, I think. Oh, baptism. Yeah, he's been he's been to the baptism oh. and other weddings. Yeah. So I know we've discussed this before that there is a difference between a baptism and a christening. So uh, yeah, pardon yeah. me. Right. So 
Right, I guess rugby championship. That's going to be the big focus of our chat today. We're going to go through some news, then just look briefly at the Australia Argentina game. Will get his last home test, and then probably spend a big chunk of our time looking at the absorbing yet not quite high quality South Africa versus New Zealand game in Wellington. And then we'll just check out if there's some shout-outs. People to blame, as always. Achis uh, Naman, here's looking at you. And maybe the Heroes Hero of the Week, sponsored by Hero from Season 1 of Heroes. So, mm. I guess first to kick it off, some of the news going on. Well, turning to a little bit to the SA New Zealand game, uh, All Black star already Brady Retallick. He is in the World Cup frame on Sunday after X-rays cleared him of any structural damage to his shoulder uh, in the test against South Africa. Um, Sonny Williams was also a proper World Cup starter despite being ruled out of the test against Australia in two weeks because of his fitness issues. Retallick dislocated his shoulder. That's after he got cleaned out. He left the field grimacing in pain. See, um, so there's mm. no timeline. Ah, Coach Steve Hansen said there was no timeline for Retallick to return, but he was hopeful he would be available for the World Cup. So, uh, as Hansen said, it's reasonably mm-hmm. positive. He's only just located it, so there's a good possibility he could make the World Cup. Oh, so it's not confirmed. The the headline. Yeah. I I wonder about this. I think yeah. that they are they, they, they're downplaying it. They're downplaying it to make it seem like everything's yeah. fine, like their their campaign's still on track or whatever. But I think it looked so bad. Nah. I don't. I don't. I didn't think it was a shoulder because my first instinct was um, his collarbone. Uh, mm, same. But then they were holding his wrist, like his forearm, and he was like clutching at his forearm. And normally, with your collarbone, you like you fold your your hand up towards your other side of your collarbone, yeah, you and you keep it. You keep it, it like as yeah, you brace it and you keep it at like a right angle kind of thing on your body, and that's not what he was doing. He looked like he was carrying his forearm away from his body, which doesn't suggest that it's shoulder collarbone to me. And I, I'm just a layman, so you know, and I haven't had a lot of these kind of injuries. So this is just my perspective from the couch. I, I could be completely wrong, but I think he. It looked to me like he fractured something. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder. It might be also one of these cases of they just they, he'll just be fit enough for the World Cup, which isn't ideal either. Um, yeah. So, so they're saying. But they say, yeah, so essentially, even if he misses everything, they can bring him on in 11 weeks' time, which is the Italy game, mm. before the knockout. So it's a good enough warm-up game, essentially. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but we, we, will, we will see. Uh, it's nothing is confirmed. But uh, Sonny Bill Williams, he will not be joining the team. Yes? On that comment, uh, did you see what Hansen also said about the clean-out? Which I actually no, got to kind of give Hansen credit for it. So Hansen says, yeah, look, maybe Alger did come in from the side, so but that's only a penalty. The clean-out, perfectly legal. It's rugby. I didn't think uh, maybe I need. I didn't really watch it through those or through that lens. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't even know that there was any any shadow over the clean-out. I thought it was a perfectly good clean-out. It looked to yeah. me like, like Brody's arm yeah. was kind of stuck in the ruck a little. Yeah, so everyone was saying that even though Archer came in from the side, it, Brody was the first infringement by illegally slowing down the ball. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not what I meant. Like, I just thought... No, like, no, 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 yeah. But yeah, the injury right. wouldn't have happened if, if, if Brody's I, hand hadn't been like sort of awkwardly stuck in the ruck. Like, that was the lever that caused the pressure. But, okay, so I'm surprised to hear that there was some... I don't know. A lot, I've seen a lot of New Zealand fans saying, no, Archie should have gotten a card or something. Oh, okay. And then Hansen was like, no, 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 he came in from the side. That's a penalty. It's nothing more. The clean-out's perfectly fine. 
So he sort of calmed down in New Zealand, essentially. Which is actually quite... I mean, if it were Checker, we would have been... We would have <laughs> fuck yeah. the opposite. The ref needs to be sacked. Half the team needs to be sighted. Out there, yeah. Pocock's been targeted. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, speaking of Pocock, uh, the fact that you've actually just mentioned it, he apparently... Wait, where's that story? I just brought it up. We have Pocock news. Yeah, That's we cool. do. Um... I saw it. I like hearing about Pocock. Pocock News, still alive. Yeah, he is still alive. <laughs> yeah. Where is Pocock it, watch. man? About, uh, what the hell, man? Sorry. There should look... be a site. Is Pocock going to play rugby? And it just says yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the story is. I just I spotted it and I thought I opened it. Maybe it's the one that... Did you see out. a Pocock story in your, like, a fever dream or something, Adam? No. He was meant <laughs> yeah. to be... Um, he, he's possibly going to be fit for the Bledisloe Cup match. But that's not news, is it? Well, like they've been saying that if, for fucking months. Uh, well, like, that's the thing. Look, possibly been fit for half of yeah, Super Rugby. If he yeah. takes the field, that is news. So, so okay, so let me, let me rephrase. Like, it's 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 we not report, that it's not news. It's just that it's not credible. We report when we see <laughs> his name on like the match day twenty three. Not yeah. Not just like yeah. he's got two arms, two legs. He can still hold a rugby ball. Uh, just the other bit of fitness news from the All Blacks is Sonny Bill Williams, he won't be taking part in the Bledisloe Cup match in Perth. He's been sent back to play grade rugby, maybe a Michael 10 Cup stuff uh, for the next two weeks to get some fitness. I mean, we'll get a bit more into in, into the game, but Hansen just said, um, what does he say here? Oh, we're not going to take him to Perth. We're going to get him to play two or three or as many games that we can get in before the second Bledisloe test in Auckland on August 17th. So, Sonny Bill, he won't be there next week. And I probably bet you their midfield will be better. But we'll look, we'll get a bit more into that a little bit later. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's not shoot yeah. yeah. our yes. shot too early. Yes. Uh, Curry Cup it's results. There's three hours of podcast to get through. Yeah, Curry yeah. Cup results. There's no, bend, there's no bend to rein us in here today. Yeah. yeah. Keep us on track. Uh, just Curry Cup results. West of Province, they lost at home, surprisingly, to the Lions, 28-30 uh. over the weekend. Free State, very much looking the hot favourites for the Curry Cup. They absolutely hammered Griquist, 68-14. And the Pumas, they disappointed in El Spread. They lost 17-25 to the Bulls. So if you look at the log at this stage, Free State, 2 from 2. They've got 10. Griquist, their second. Played 3-1-2. Lions, 2 from 2, surprisingly. Uh, I know Taiji apparently scored quite a good try. Based on what I yeah, Phil was saying. Yeah, I was going to say, do, do you want to chat about that at all? Or I, don't, I, haven't actually, I haven't actually seen it. So, uh, well, so, it. I mean, yeah, so I was unfortunately unable to go to the game. It, just, it was a bit sad. Phil, Phil actually had a ticket for me, but like, I, had to, I had to pull out. So he was there. Um, and it sounds like the game was pretty even for the most part. Um, but I think Province had the upper hand, it seemed like, from the stats and um, from the highlights that I watched. But like a lot of sort of forward dominance from 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 Western Province, which is what you'd expect. Like the Lions pack is is traditionally like a bit lightweight, and they had like Achiever at eight man, for example. In recent history, um, in, I'm just saying yeah, in, yeah, in so, recent history, our pack used to be a lot heavier. But anyway, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I just mean like this year. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like not even this year. Like the the move towards like the Quaker Smith, Warren Whiteley, Achiever, yeah, Manaskuman, like that kind of era of these forwards. I think is has typified like. Space. The Ackerman days. True. Yeah, the end of the Ackerman days, beginning of the space era. But, um, so, like, I saw there were a, a good few sort of rolling ball efforts by by nice. uh, the province team. and But then, like, pretty much with the last movement of the game, more or less, uh, Tigre just fucking... It, 
it made me eat my words a little bit when Ben originally said, was it Ben or you, Adam, who said he's like the Sifkin Damien McKenzie? Yeah, I said that. Ooh, that, said sounds that. Like an ad- that sounds yeah, like right. an Adam. Uh, a big Adam, it, was ridic- it was a ridiculous thing to say. And yet, uh, he reminded me very much of Damien McKenzie in that moment. I, I strongly recommend that you go and find that try on YouTube if you haven't seen it already. Uh, he just sighed through the Western Province backline. Last It sorry. was truly... It was truly a, a sight to behold. Uh, I was just checking the uh, highlights. Dylan Laird scored also quite a nice try. I feel a bit for Dylan Laird, hey? Jeez, like, I feel unlucky for him. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, when we were talking about the Sonny Ball Williams news of him being sent back to club rugby, like, they've done a bit of a Laird's on him, except they at least gave him some game Laird's played yeah. a fucking game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm watching this try now. That's heat. Yeah. Jeez, it's filthy, like. it's, it's, it's Adam, really you'll good. be happy about the Bulls game as well, then, because Speckman's at least two of his tries are full. And the weird? other one... A little cheeky. No, that's great. Just nice and swervy. Ah, oh, dude, I'm telling you. No, well, he's. I mean, he's never been the quickest. Like no. that's the thing. He's. He's just like he. Yeah, he gets by on pure, pure anger. But uh, the Dylan Lace try was good. The Ruanel, I feel like, finally showed a bit of why he's so highly rated because he just kind of absorbed tackles from guys and then gave the offload to Lace, who then did the rest. Yeah, he stepped. A um, guy. He stepped a guy, which was nice. Yeah, um, but seeing... I, it's cool. I like I like it when a team could come to Newlands and like get a last minute win like that. It's quite cool. Mm. And I'm just now seeing that one Speckman try. Is it the Pumas? Which one? The yeah, it's the Pumas. Yeah, no, he just stepped on through. I'm just having a look. And, and there's he... the dirty Go-do! intercept. Oof, yeah, there you go. There's the dirty intercept. Very nice. That dirty um... intercept almost was ruled a knock on by Kotze. <laughs> yes, it's Johnny Kotze. Rich, it ricochets off Kotze's shoulder, so they're like, ah, there's no clear evidence it came off his arm. Speckman can have the try. Right, I guess, look, let's move on. The next piece of news. Uh, oh, Pablo Matera, he's apparently keen to play for the Waratahs. This is coming that, from... On, is, that's not what they said, is it? That, that wasn't, wasn't that... Did we decide that was clickbait? Yeah, essentially he said he wanted... He wouldn't mind living in a city like Sydney or something. He loves being... Who said this? Oh, his coach. Uh, in Sydney, he loves being here, he loves surfing, he'd love to play over here for the Waratahs. Told the rugby... Oh, it is quick bet. Yeah, it's not, I want to go play for the Waratahs no, or yeah. something like that. No, it's, I apologise. I really like Sydney, and if I could get a job there, I wouldn't complain. No, he'll probably end yeah. up um, probably like playing in France or something after the World Cup, I assume. So. Well, South France, you can surf still, it's fine. Oh, okay, let me get rid of that. Uh, let's see. Nope. Oh, here we are. I, I did click on it. I just said Wallaby star. David Pocock <laughs> closes in on Bledisloe Cup return. David Pocock yeah, pushes case for return. That's definitely clickbait. Adam, I swear to fuck, I thought I heard you say Wallaby star. David Pocock. <laughs> I didn't hear the L's. I heard ends. I was like, yeah, that's a bit harsh, but fair <laughs> yeah, comment. Yeah. But it's it's a little bit... He's a little bit past that point, I think. Uh, so I mean, another <laughs> inter- interesting piece of actual news that, that came out, Aaron Cruden, he might be coming back to Super Rugby. Mm. He's extended his contract with Montpellier, as has, weird enough, Yanni Duplessis, until the end of the Rugby World Cup in November. The 55 captain international, he will remain at the French Arthur, as I said, during the World Cup. So he, uh, as, as, they, as they call it, a medical joker, covering for those at the global tournament. Cruden has been linked with a move away from the top 14 side with Bath and Glasgow Warriors, also interested, but the pivot could go back to his home country. I could think of one franchise immediately that could use a, a first five, the Hurricanes. Uh, he, he's flattered to deceive. So I, it would be nice to have him back, eh? 
Aaron Cruden. I think uh, Europe just hasn't been to his taste. Hurricanes will have it back. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, so I think I saw somewhere, probably just on Twitter, but um, apparently Jordi is confirmed for Hurricanes for 2020. Oh, uh, okay. But it's a one-year deal, so the option for him to change clubs is still very much there. Um, so, it, yeah, I don't know if that'll settle the, the Canes a little, and maybe they decide they want to back, you know, stick with a Barrett at 10 in, in the form of Jordi. But, I, I mean, everyone keeps saying he wants to play 12, and that's obviously not going to happen with Manny Longhati there. He could probably mm-hmm. play 10. Um, he could, but, like, uh, is that optimal? Uh, like, uh, because he's not going like to. It's a waste I, of a I'm, lot of I'm prepared things. to. I'm prepared to say, on air, that that Jordy Barrett will never be the All Black team. No, no, that, that, that like he might. Say. He might have like a, a game there or slot in like towards the end of a game or something. But like he will never be the the flyer for the All Blacks kind of thing. So that's a waste for him and for the Cans. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting, but yeah, I'd. Sorry, I, we've, we're doing a disservice to Aaron Cruden by talking about Jordy Barrett. Um, Cruden, yeah, he's only, what, he's only 28, isn't he? Yeah, is he? I think... He's young. I don't think he's 30 uh, yet. Or if he is, he's only, like, just 30. Yeah, I think he's 30. <laughs> yeah, he can easily do, like, a bit of a Leali Fano. Born hmm. 89, so yeah, 30 years old on the dot. Okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, I think they'd, they'd welcome him back. Like, we saw this year, actually, like, all of a sudden, the All Black, or, like, the New Zealand fly half depth is not what it used to be. Um, yeah, they could definitely use him. Hmm. Uh, let's see, what else is happening here? Japan, they beat Fiji. They had a World Cup. 34-21. Jack Goodhue, he feels betrayed by his All Black teammates as he makes a stand about his mallet. Apparently, He's going to blow past the... Jap- the Japanese result? Yeah. Yeah. It's Apparently a big result. So. Yeah. Like, Fiji's number nine in the world, aren't they? Like, they, they're higher than Italy on the world rankings. Yeah. And they got beaten by Japan for the first time in, like, ages. But yeah. also a decent score. It was, like, 15, yeah, 16 uh, points. 34, 29. Yeah, I saw um, the fullback, um, Willie Tupo, apparently played very well. Um, I didn't see how... I mean, like, Mafi went. He had a good game, apparently. Did he? Yeah, this, this is part of the Pacific Nations Cup. Samoa, they beat Tonga 25-17 as well. Okay. But, yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into it. Also, is Georgia involved in this as well or not? Out of curiosity. No. Uh, the sure. USA... Pacific. How would yeah. they, they get involved in the Pacific Cup? Yeah, they, they, were, they played there last year. What? Seriously? Yeah, they, yeah, they took part yeah. last year. They took part That's last year. That's only that. I'm not just making. I didn't just decide <laughs> of Georgia being involved. Like they played there last year. That's why I was like, it makes sense that they could maybe play here next year or this year. You're just, you know? you're just like one of those Sharks fans that like no matter what the rugby debate is, you bring up a Sharks player or the Sharks. <laughs> but, but have you seen this nation of props? Are they playing in this Pacific Island? <laughs> yeah, like that guy. On, that guy on Facebook, on ERB Facebook page yesterday when. After the Springbok game, he was like, this is why Warren Whiteley needs to be a captain. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How the fuck would Warren Whiteley have changed anything? I don't know. But like, being slightly more mobile. Like being slightly more mobile than Dwayne did, but pretty much doing uh, everything Dwayne had done. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Um, uh, the, the USA. Some of the children. They beat Canada 47-19 as well as part of that Pacific we, Nations Cup tournament. We shout out. 
Can we shout out to Lappies? I mean, Lappies captain Japan yesterday. Yeah, that's true. Uh, nice one, Lappies. It'd be Super nice off. if you actually played Super Rugby, though. That'd be tough. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. He got injured as well. Someone said he, yeah. he came off quite early. Yeah, but, uh, Quite yeah. cool. It, it's only the, like, fourth time that I'm aware of that anyone has captained on debut. Um, the first was Francois Pinard. Second was Kone Kricher. Then the third was uh, Nagare, also for Japan. So it's mm. quite interesting. Like J- Japan and South Africa seem to have a uh, thing for it. Look, I would argue that Pinar's one sort of doesn't count because I think the entire team debuted. Yeah, that can't be true there. No, you're, you're pretty right. Yeah, because it would have been if he debuted as Kevin, he would have debuted with all of them playing our first uh, game see, since exclusion. Okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. So he would have debuted. Yeah. They all would have had debuted in one go. Yeah, true that. Hey. So okay. like, I would argue he's one. Yes, it counts on a technicality. Yeah. But, so. It's, yeah. so because of any individual quality he had, yeah, it was yeah. just like the situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, but anyway, all credit to the other. All credit to the other three. I hope Lappies uh, is back for the World Cup, though. It'll be a bit sad if he... Mm, yeah. ...start for injury. I wonder if, he'd be, if he would be captain for the, like, World Cup campaign. It seems a bit odd. Yeah, I think he was, like, a caretaker captain or something, maybe, this weekend. Mm. Alright, can we... Okay, okay, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. can we move on? Sorry. Tied from your discourse. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to bore you with, uh, with Lappies' international career. Yeah, but, but, uh, <laughs> you're boring me. So, Adam, uh, Adam doesn't like sport unless there's like a blue ball involved. So talk, we should have spoken more about like how funny Yeffo or something. No, no, talk cuck. Okay. Hurdles. Oh, Lappy's played for the Bulls. Oh, did, yeah, you did, didn't you? He did, yeah, he played a little bit. Uh, am I wrong? No, he did, I'm sure he did. No, he, he did, but uh, segue time. Of course, the, Adam. The Bulls often, they had very bad hairstyles. Jack Goodhue, he also has a very bad hairstyle. Apparently, he's the last of the Army <laughs> member of the All Blacks mullet movement. I'll be saying this headline again. And he feels abandoned, and because I've got to get through this, and he feels abandoned and betrayed by his teammates. Jeez, uh, they call it his Mississippi mud flap. It remains intact, but Sam Kane, Brady Retallick, and the Barry. Are you going to read the whole article up until the Tennessee top hat? No, man. Just write all the names quiet, of the article used. They, they did away with it. <laughs> Apparently, Rico Owani called his uh, hairstyle disgusting. And, and, uh, <laughs> in a, at the end of a news conference and Goodhue felt betrayed and so he didn't want to talk about it and then another journalist dared to question the state of Goodhue oh there it is uh, calling his hairstyle bad and then Goodhue just points it at the door telling the to get out in, in a joking fashion <laughs> so I just I, I have to ask why do people get these awful awful haircuts in rugby um, just why I don't even know what to tell you why it's team Ah, oh, jeez, dude, it's just disgusting. It's, I look at this. It's, it's, it's like a team bonding. It's a team bonding thing, Adam. I mean, if you mm. dropped, if you dropped, good here in the middle of Brackpan, you'd fit in, big time. So, and uh, I apologize um, if any of you listeners are from Brackpan, but it seems. I'm like impressed has... that you've managed to get an electronic device running with internet capability to download an, <laughs> a podcast on a, on whatever channel you're using. <laughs> Yeah. I think, I mean, so, I don't know, like, it's just, because it's, it's one of those jobs that you can do where you can get away with just, like, the most appalling hairstyle. This is true. Right? Yeah. Because this it has, like, true. no impact on your professionalism or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, at, like, at UCT, the guys, the Ike guys would always, like, just push the limits with the appalling hairstyles. Mm. Um, and I know the, which team is it? The, the, the Saders that always do the Mo, 
with uh, the no shave tour. Whenever yeah, they go on tour, they're not allowed to shave their moustaches or something. They used to do it. Uh, there's but, a uh, lot of I know, uh, baseball teams in the U.S. that do it for playoffs, where they just stop shaving once playoffs happen. So they yeah. all grow out like these big beards by finals. Are we going to do that for the World Cup? Yeah, we can. Yeah, <laughs> we'll try. I'm on my uh, way. I'm, I've, I've started already. Yeah, you just check uh, Don Don Armand playing for Exeter and England in the UK. He used to play for UCT. He's got a long, long-standing tradition of <laughs> just a terrible, terrible haircut. He he always, I think nowadays he just permanently rocks the mullet. Um, and then sometimes he he goes with the lamb chops or whatever. Um, and he's got a kid, quite a cute kid, who also seems to be following his dad's style. It's uh, also easier to spot the shit haircut on TV. So for mom or whoever watching at home. Oh, uh, you think nice. so? Yeah, that's also. Uh, I think yeah. it might also be a bit of a factor in some of them. Not necessarily <laughs> all of them, but it, I think it might be a bit of a factor as well. Uh, Not necessarily maybe. for mom, but for someone. Oh, there's been some terrible ones over the years. Eh? Mm. Oh. Anyway. Right. All right. Well, R.I.P. the Mullet, the mullet yeah. Club. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, I hope Purdue keeps it going right through the World Cup. And, and, and so one reason I want them to win the World Cup is just so that he can lift the trophy with a mullet. That's a good enough reason for me. Yeah. yeah. Right, let's move on to some rugby on the field. We're going to first start off with Australia versus Argentina. Uh, I managed to watch bits and pieces of this game. It looked like quite a scrappy affair, though... I think it was Reese Hodge. He scored probably the end of a very nice try. Probably the best moment in the game. Mm. The the try with Corabetti. Very good Corabetti. I know we bagged him a lot uh, on this show. But he ran an excellent line to kind of just set up Hodge for the try. Otherwise, it looked a little bit scrappy. A lot of the handling wasn't great. The few times that, that Argentina did break up. Moyana looked dangerous. They fumbled the ball a bit. And Australia's pack, to their credit, held up and I guess I'm glad they won they needed it to and probably of more significance it was Will Genia's last home test so mm. oh, so excuse me they, in Brisbane he will play in Perth next yeah, week but he, Brisbane yeah, is his so uh, at Suncorp yes at Suncorp yes. Yeah. where the, yeah, the so, legend of Genia and Cooper began mm, indeed indeed there's a video on Reddit of every knock-on in the Aussie-Argentina game. <laughs> How long do you think this video is? Uh, about eight minutes. Alex? Does it include the scrums that come afterwards? No. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, I think it's going to be less than eight minutes because the knock-on happens very quickly. Mm. Um, four minutes? Five and a half. Five and a half, okay. Oh, we were, we're both pretty close, actually. It was in, in between yeah. both of us. Yeah. So yeah, just just so they were a shitload of knock-ons. Yeah. It's so. What is it with with Argentina? I mean, they because towards the end of Super Rugby, the the Hagiwaris were were pretty clinical. I would have said like. Yeah, everyone's saying this is away. their this is their worst performance under Ledesma, either yeah. as Jaguares or Argentina. Do you think it's yeah. got anything to do with Sanchez coming back? He hasn't played with them for a while, so maybe they're getting used to him again. Maybe, but I mean, like, they played together so much before he left, and he is so good. You'd think, and I mean, they're professionals, like, surely you practice, you know? I don't know, it just seems, I think it's. I think it, it goes back to what we've always kind of said about the, or about Argenti, Argentinian rugby generally, 
which is that it's so kind of emotive yeah. and like like passion driven that you're always at the whim of your kind of mood. So if you're in a killer instinct vibe, like uh, you know, mode of, of thinking, like they were in Super Rugby Playoffs, for example, towards the run into Super Rugby Playoffs, then you're gonna get like that sort of killer instinct rugby out of them. If they're in like a bit more of a you know, this is like a short rugby championship, we're building for the World Cup, we're trying out a few things, like it's gonna be like a little bit more chaotic. I don't know if I'm not- just making yeah, I don't know if I'm making this up, but this is just kind of the way I see it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, just, I, I think they are they are very side that sort of feeds on their own emotions and puts out. Yeah, oh. no, they. Yeah, I think also the idea of having to play against Australia would make anyone underperform. Interestingly, in mm. Argentina they dominated territory. They had 66 percent of it and 55 percent of possession. Um, I'm just reading this piece about Australia's new defensive tricks. Though, I mean, if you Argentina not, not to let the other team score a try. Yeah, and just to cut down line breaks and all that sort of thing. But I don't know if that, that's sustainable when you're facing the All Blacks. Out of interest, but yeah, I don't know. It just looked like a low quality game, rugby. Though, ironically, it was the try of the weekend. That's that piece of pride. So it's not the try of the weekend. There's no way it's the try no, of the weekend. No, sorry. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> in, in the, in the, in the rugby... It was barely the try of that game, Alan. No, in the rugby championship. <laughs> very clinical. No, in the rugby we don't, championship. We, we're still talking about the rugby championship. How can you possibly think that was the try of the weekend? That try... It was a very sort of basic rugby try. It was the most... No. I can, I'll tell you, it was the most rugby try of the weekend. Yeah. It maybe it wasn't flashy, but it was the most... If someone so asks you, what, like how do you score a try? Yeah, how do you score a try in rugby? You have a set piece, you get it up to your back line, you shift it down, your wing dots it down in the corner. That's what the try was. It yeah. was like a textbook yeah. rugby try. It was nice so to it look was, at. It's not the, Why are no, you guys being no. so hectic on me about this? <laughs> yes, it's like, stop all this heat. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I forget sometimes Adam your mates cut you off from that the bartender didn't even have to get in there <laughs> yeah, your mates cut you away. off like no 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 no. what are you doing at the bar come away away <laughs> you've had enough of that. Yeah, just, just like lock you in a bathroom somewhere just ride this out for a minute or two okay we we, we apologize Adam it was a very nice try it was, yeah Jesus Christ I mean <laughs> nice try but I'm still not gonna I mean I know what you're talking <laughs> about there, there was one other try that I think was far better but of the four tries scored over the entire weekend it was to use your terrible parlance Matt the most rugby try of the weekend okay fine but I, I think they're, uh, they're almost I think 10 more than 10 tries scored in the Pumas Bulls game I'm sure it's one the rugby championship had... Jesus, listen. <sighs> All right, we're getting stuck in the mud. Yeah, it was sorry. a very nice try. Played okay. the Wallabies. Um, yes. I think for me, for me, like, okay, let's let's talk about last week compared to this week because hmm. I think we saw very different um, rugby from both both teams, both the Wallabies and Argentina. Because for the Pumas to turn around from almost pulling off a home win against the um, All Blacks yeah. to kind of dominating the stats battle against the Wallabies and then still losing is a bit of a worrying sign, I would mm. say, for, Le- for Ledesma. Um, I actually can't remember how the teams differed, but for example, like they had Fukunda Issa playing this week and he didn't play last week. He got a nice try. Well, he got a, tr- a try. Um, 
but I think yeah, I think maybe maybe what it points to is that Argentina is just the kind of team that raises their their game to their opposition, so they are susceptible to a little bit of complacency perhaps, um, which is maybe what we saw this week. And for the Wallabies, I think the inclusion of Beal uh, in their backline is massive. I think he just mm. he spreads everything out. Like even if even if he's not the one with ball in hand doing like shredding like he did to us last week. Just having him there makes the the defending backline like second guess and spread out a lot more and create opportunities for someone like Karevi, for example. Um, whereas like last week when we had a backline of like Kuradrani, Ho- uh, Kuradrani, Karevi, Hodge, DHP, and Banks, we like we knew what to expect. Like we just crowd out the the midfield and then make your tackles. That's obviously where we failed to execute, which is why Karevi had such a stormer. But if we had contained Karevi, if we were able to make our tackles on Karevi, which we probably would have if we'd had this week's um, midfield combination, we'll get, we'll get to that just now. But then, like, they wouldn't have gone anywhere. Like, we probably would have beaten them last week by, like, 30 points mm. easily. Um, like, 30 nil. I mean. Like, they, I don't think they would have scored points last week if we contained Karevi. So, Beal just, like, makes it... You can't do that against Beal because all they have to do is pass it out the back to Beal and then he skirts all the way around your rush defense and you know offloads to Corobedi or someone who could finish so and and in fact that's exactly what we saw this week again we'll get to just now but it's exactly what happened with Barrett and Goodyear and Beal would have done that to us all day long so that's a big plus for the Wallabies um, and then I also think Lealifano's the fact that Lealifano made his, his return to Test Rugby and was able to convince at that level is a huge uh, relief for Checker because there's a massive question mark over whether Bernard Foley is the right guy for them at the moment. Yeah, and, Bert, and Foley is flattered to deceive the most super rugby. I would know. I had him as my, as my fly half of 10, <laughs> so I paid a lot of attention yeah. to him. And more, more, more often than not, he's quite disappointing. So yeah. I think, I think you make, if you make an excellent point, I, I do am a little bit concerned. I, I'm still about... What, where's the best place to deploy Reese Hodge? I know he scored a try, but he's, I still don't think he's a wing. Uh, he looked better at 14 compared to 11, but I, I feel like he would be better at 13 yeah. alongside Karevi, because Kurandrani to me just blah, flat as to the seat there. Oh, God. is awful there. Yeah. They can't play. They just they also just can't play them at the same time, I think. Yeah, it's like having um, two, it's no point having two of the same player on next to each other. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I think Hodge, maybe he's just number 23, like, is he, he's not that fundamental, like, he's not that good that you have to find place for him in the team, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you go position by position in, for the Australian backline, nine, the, the best number nine is Wilkenia. Their best number 10, probably, okay, debatable, but probably still Bernard Foley. Their best number 11 is Marika Corobetti, for better or for worse. Um, their best number 12, I think, is Curtly Beal. Um, I would play Karevi. I would I would think about playing Karevi at thirteen, with Beal at twelve, um, or or maybe Karevi at twelve, James O'Connor at thirteen. Then right wing, I'd play. Uh, their best right wing is probably Daniel Petty. So just play him there. Like Reese Hodge isn't even. He's like he's probably their fourth best right wing behind Haley Petty, Banks. Maddox. But Alex scored the try of the weekend. 
<laughs> no, but this is guys. This is what Hodge, this is what Reese Hodge does. Like much like um, Adam had been in Foley, I had Reese Hodge for most of the season, and this is how he gets his points. Like he's just the guy at the end of the pass. Like there's oh, nothing no, Reese Hodge did that, that no other wing in World Rugby could have done to score that try. Like all the work he was fell done over. Like he didn't. He just fell yeah. over the line. He didn't even have yeah, to run. Like, it's, he was on the it's, line. And that's cl- that's like classic Reese Hodge. That, that's how he does. So. You know, and then at fullback, I'd say Beal probably their first their first choice uh, fullback, but yeah. he should be playing twelve, I think. And then behind him, you got Banks, you got Daniel Petty, um, and you know maybe Van Hodge. So Hodge is like third best in every position, but not even first or second best in any position. So like, why start him in the first place? Just put him on the bench at number twenty three, and you bring him on where he's needed during the game for whoever gets injured or gets tired or where you're falling apart. I don't know. Like, I get that he's versatile. He's like their really shit version of Francois Stein. But, and I think that's how we should be deploying Francois Stein as well. Like, you keep him in reserve, you see how the game goes, and then you, you strategically deploy him where he, he could be most useful. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't start research to answer your original question. Okay. Fair enough. Next. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the World Cup's going to be all that good. Or Australia. I'm fucking glad like... you added for Australia because you were just saying <laughs> I don't think the World Cup's gonna be all that good. <laughs> but and it sounds like Nasserani stopped... had a good game at least. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, I feel like he's probably been the best discovery, even though we've kind of uh, known all mm. about him for a while. He's probably added the most to yeah. that Australian think... team. Yeah, I think like looking at what their needs were or like what their weaknesses were I think you're probably right I think he's probably like their most important find of the major teams because like cool the All Blacks found Reese Hodge I mean it's not Reese Hodge it's Sylvie Reese um, Diamond in the Rough or whatever and you're like cool did they fucking need him not really like he's not even sniffing their starting 23 Yeah. so that's not a major find what if he's finding or waiting long enough for him to get residency uh, Isi Naisirani is huge because that's what they've been lacking ever since um like Wycliffe Pali left yeah. the scene, they've been sorely in need of like a hard ball carrying number eight. So I think, yeah, look, it's 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 an interesting rugby world cup for the Wallabies because it, it can go one of two ways. If they manage to clean up in their pool, then they'll actually like it'll. I think it'll be widely considered a success <clears throat> if they get to the quarters and even the semis. Um, but th- with their pool, because they're up against um, France and Argentina, is that right? Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys know the pools better than I do? No, uh, not a fan. No, no, it's actually uh, England, France, and Argentina all in the same pool. If I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Sorry, that my bad. Oh, this is Wales, Georgia, Fiji, Uruguay is for Australia. Okay, so they expect they they're not going to top their pool. I don't think they'll beat Wales. Um, Georgia, Georgia should knock them out. I was, I was gonna say, dude, Georgia's a massive. Story. No, yeah, guys, Georgia's not gonna beat Australia. Yeah. No, 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 no. Georgia was the only way to beat Australia as Georgia. You keep, you keep, you receive the kickoff, and you just never kick away. You never concede possession. You just keep it in your t- the ball in your tight five, and you just rumble <laughs> up to the try line, score the try, and then reset, redo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think they'll they'll have the World Cup that we're expecting them to have. I think they'll get through the group. Um, yeah. and then they'll probably lose to England, I guess, in the quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, let's leave the Australia Argentina game. So yeah. I, I have to take a brief brief break in my brain, 
Let's leave that behind and let's move on to the main event for this week. New Zealand versus South Africa in Wellington. It all finished up a 16-all draw. Ironically, it was... You know it's a game of two halves, but this... I feel so stupid saying this, but it was a game of two halves. South Africa, I feel, were the better team in the first 30 to maybe 35 minutes. Probably definitely the first 30. While second half, the Kiwis dominated. Just to throw some stats at you. Uh, do you like stats, gentlemen? Love stats. Right. Give us some fucking stats. Yes, yes. Fresh in stat the face. Attack. Stats. Yes, stat attack. This is for Ant. This is for you, Ant. And Ben. <laughs> shout you know, out to Ant. Yeah, shout out. Beat is carried <laughs> over the course of the Don't game. Fall in. South Africa, 245, New Zealand, 395. Carries, South Africa, 99, New Zealand, 141. Defenders beaten, 10 to 22. Clean breaks, 3 versus 7. Passes, South Africa, 103, New Zealand, 207. Offloads, 10 to 13. Possession, SA 43, New Zealand, 57. And then on defense, South Africa made 155 tackles versus 91. We missed 22 versus 10. Rucks, mm. New Zealand 109 versus South Africa 74. We conceded 11 penalties to the 8, probably like 20 of them by Archeo Snaman. And the final score, 16 all. So we were probably better mostly in the first half, but they were mostly on top in the second half. Can I, can I double check the, the tackle stats? You said it was 155 uh, versus 91. And, 20, 20, and 22 missed. Yeah, uh, yeah, we made 155 and we missed 22. I don't know where these stats come from. But those are the stats. Yeah, I know. I oh, saw... It's the yeah. Sanzar Sanza stats. Sorry. It's, it's Sanzar stats. Mm. So what I'm looking at on Sanzar... Yeah. On this, yeah. Is... It's, nice, uh, not quite, it's just different. Oh. So we made 153 and missed 28. Fuck. That's, that's even worse. That's <laughs> worse, Five. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it'd be 153 good. divided by 181... Uh, so that's 85% tackle accuracy, which is bad. That is bad. I was I was really hoping we were going to be between 90 and 95% tackle accuracy. I think the it's first half we were. First half we were, we were on it. Yeah. First half, so I mean, you, you said it was like the game of two halves, but it was it was a weird game of two halves yeah. because we dominated the first 35 minutes. Yeah. The, the All Blacks were scoreless, 35 minutes, and like not just scoreless, like they hadn't even looked like scoring. Yeah. And then suddenly it was one fuck up and Goodhue gets his try and then suddenly we go to the half down by a point. So they won the first half on the scoreboard but we won the first mm-hmm. half on the field. Then the second half was the opposite because they fucking, they were just like slapping us around the face with a fish the second half mm-hmm. and yet we outscored them uh, 10 points to 9 in the second half. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like both teams... Would, would be unhappy with both halves in a way, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's it was it was a weird it was a funny old game. Hey, like I, uh, it was a fun game to watch. though. I thought it was a fantastic game. Like I, yes. I mean, I again like this goes back to what like our outrage over Adam saying that there was the try of the game, <laughs> try of the weekend. Um, like if you don't support New Zealand or South Africa, you probably thought this was like one of the worst games of yeah. rugby. In- Maybe like it was just it was a lot of there were a lot of lock-ons, a lot of errors. Um, and from I don't New Zealand, know, like it's just in particular the, from I both sides. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand was leading in handling errors at, for most of the game. Yeah, they they led. Uh, let me see if I've got the turnovers conceded. Yeah, so they they conceded 19 turnovers according mm-hmm. to the official stats, and that, that's that's usually um, like knock-ons, errors, or yeah. 
and compared to 13 by Springbok. So they conceded a lot more turnovers. But yeah. then in, in discipline, we conceded 11 penalties to their eight. And yeah, we're just lucky Bode, that they thought Bodie can still kick those against yeah. balls. Oh, dude. <laughs> I was sitting there telling, I was telling Korean Nick the first kick. I was like, no, it's too far out. That Adidas ball is too light. He's not going to curl it in. Yeah. <laughs> just sailed past the uprights. Korean Nick just looks at me like, hey, wait. <laughs> the Oracle. <laughs> yeah. Do you host a rugby podcast by any chance? That was some fucking vision. But, uh, like, the, the penalties, the penalty count against South Africa, like, uh, I wish it was broken down by half because. I swear, the first half we only conceded like two to three, maybe. Yeah. And then suddenly the second half, I remember there was one point where it was like seven penalties conceded in the second half by the Springboks compared to like one by the All Blacks. So they suddenly switched into, you know, classic All Black closeout mode, and we kind of also reverted to type a little bit and and got a bit carried away. I think, yeah. I mean, Adam, you 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 really shot on Arkes name on a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he obviously. He managed to dislocate uh, Brady Metallic's no. shoulder. No, I, I won't. I won't begrudge him that he was doing his job. But that one penalty, when it was straight from the kickoff, and he took the yes, man out in the they, air, that was stupid. Yeah. I was like, "Geez, man!" But it was just on. after we conceded points because yeah, they yeah. gave away a penalty. They kicked it. They took the three points to extend the lead to I think what was it at that point? Four point, a four point lead, or maybe that was their seven point lead at that point. And we were like, "Okay, got to get the ball back off the kickoff." And then Archie just goes and does something fucking stupid like that and gives away both position and territory. And yeah, that's the kind of thing that'll cost you a, a rugby World Cup final, eh? uh, or in the case of Ronan O'Gara, a British and Irish Lions series. Yes. So yeah. yeah, we can't be having that. Um, hopefully, hopefully Rusty had some choice words for him. He looked pretty pissed off. They cut, they cut to him. Ooh, in the coaches he was before. Was that the yeah. one? <laughs> is that the one? I've just tagged you in something no. that was shared on uh, Facebook by uh, Facebook. Yeah. And when he goes up, <laughs> oh no no no! That was the try. That was the try. Oh, was the like try? His face, like that after the try. try, and you just yeah. see, how, yeah, Rosie, who's just a, you just see him. Um, Fuck, I love. For, for our international <laughs> list, listeners, um, the word, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, I, it's too late to go. Back. Okay, and seeing as you just get to say push, you gotta go for it. Go. Yeah, go for the, the word push, push is the uh, pretty much the English equivalent of a woman's vagina. And it's incredibly, incredibly rude. It's it's it's, it's super more rude. frowned upon than using cunt, especially yeah. in it, it's South Africa. Yes, yeah. And particularly it's amongst the Afrikaans community, if you call someone a boost, that is, uh, I'm trying to think of the level that's, of insults. That's, that's like a veep level well, of insults. Those are those are fighting words for sure. Yeah, especially in a bar. Have you ever heard? Have you have, okay? So have you guys ever heard of it being doubled up? So I've heard it a couple of times. Where it looks <laughs> like your master doubler. Push. <laughs> so your mother's doubled push. I'm like, hey, wait, why? <laughs> That's your. And I've heard it like on more than on like more than one occasion from like separate groups. So it's not like one little niche click just made it their insult. It's like almost yeah. like a couple of people. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's tough these days to um to make an impact. Like, to up the ante a bit. Yeah, with swear words because like we're so desensitized, you know. So, like, even your master push nowadays would be like, oh, yo, my dude, you know? <laughs> like, so you, you, you got to find a way to, to level it up. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm going to use that sometime. Next time someone cuts me off in traffic in Cape Town. <laughs> and I'll read it right. Uh, just quickly to, to, to go back to the rugby, just Steve Hansen's comments, uh, he's particularly, particularly noted about defense. 
he said it was very much a game of line speed. Definitely, you saw it last night. Both sides were fanatical with it. We're not the finished product there either, but we have seen some very good defense in the last couple of weeks. On attack, Hansons could see a fair bit of daylight at the end of the tunnel. As I say in France, pass, pass panic. Just be patient. Make sure that we can work away quietly and achieve what we want to achieve. In a high-speed game, when you have a high-speed defensive line coming at you, you can't think about it. You have to be instinctive. Quite a few of the big boys felt the pinch last night because we were asking them to do a lot. So our bench will have to be strong. Have you, have you seen Phil and Ant? They've gone on this very interesting conversation in the group and they posted a graph. <laughs> uh, I watched it. I saw it. <laughs> I know. And Phil, uh, Phil, thank you for putting this together, even though you didn't realize it's coming for us. He posted a graph referring to the amount of 22 entries per match when it's New Zealand versus any of the top 10 ranked teams. So what's generally happening is while the, I guess the, the mean for the other top 10 ranked teams sits at about six just above, New Zealand in 20, 2007 were averaging about 11, 22 entries a match per game. Yeah, they've, and they've becoming come, less. Yeah, they've slowly dropped off, which is, which is because of one yeah. of two reasons. Either their attacks gotten worse or defences have gotten better. And in a World I Cup think, year... Yep, sorry, Matt, forgive you for cutting you off. I'm going to say, though, of, I think of, the, of the, uh, the ability to score points off the fewer entries into the 22... Mm. I think New Zealand's percentage of scoring points off a 22 is most probably better. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably argue that they're, in many ways, a counter-attacking team. I mean, and they can tear people apart, but they're, mm. they're probably the world's best counter-attacking team. Oh, well, their try was a counter-attack try. Yeah. Anything. Well, let's, yeah. Talk, let's talk about well, that. Well, it was, it was off the Dwayne... Yeah. yeah, so it was off the Dwayne... The Dwayne knock-on. Mm. Um, there's, like, two broad schools of thought, actually three broad schools of thought. There's team anti-Dwayne, who are saying it's his fault that they scored because he made the original knock-on. There's team anti-Lukanyo Am, uh, which it it seems like, Adam, you were a proponent of yesterday. I was, but you set me right. There are a lot of of guys who... I'm amazed at how many people weren't watching the same... Same yeah. number 13 hours watching because it's, it's like, funny how yeah, was it, I was, I'm wondering was it like a different feed where like they just, <laughs> it was like a feed where they just like blurred out arms so like he didn't appear in appear yeah. in like a feed in like certain parts of like yeah. and Pretoria I saw, and I saw one guy on Twitter was like it's Ums fault because he wasn't quick enough on the cross cover to get good to you no, and no. I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, but it was, see what, what happened before that point? No, like, I was like, <laughs> someone and then was the last man yeah, on, and you almost on got you like, as yeah, well. Was... No, I just thought... He, I uh, thought that's why really... I say, like, Oaks just didn't see Arm playing at all. Like, yeah. they were blinders on. Like, everyone had, amazing. like, Arm color blindness. I just thought... Yeah. The reason I initially thought it was him is when I looked at the replay again, I thought he had cut in a little bit too narrow. And for some reason, I'd lost him a Pimpy. But now I've watched the, the, the try again. Um, by the yeah. time Barrett gets the ball... Uh, but Pimpy's almost on Am's right shoulder, which is the wrong place to be. He should be on the other side of him, cutting down that space. So I'd probably, uh, I'd argue, probably Mpimpy, uh came too narrow in. Yeah, we're playing umbrella. Yeah, so that's the, so that's the third that's the third group yeah. is the anti Mpimpi crowd. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm in the latter camp, so I'm going to justify that quickly by saying like, obviously Dwayne, like in, in terms of like a linear chain of events, Dwayne caused the try because he knocked on in the first place. But like every, you, know, you knock on in rugby games, like that happens, players knock on. So it's not about the knock on, it's about what happens next, I think. And um, what I'm um did is the same thing I was doing all day long, which is to shoot up on the number 12, essentially. So him and Dallander were like crowding in yeah, the, 
I don't know if it was Sonny Bill or who it was, but um, you know, crowding him in to shut down the pop, and they succeeded because they couldn't pop it to Goodhue directly. If they wanted to pop it to Goodhue directly, Um would have been able to intercept it probably, or he was going for that, and they were forced to then skip Goodhue over the top um, of outside, so over Um out over Goodhue to Barrett, who was screaming around the outside corner because he'd seen Mapimpi, who was supposed to be monitoring that channel. Um, cutting in to join um, and Allender on the rush defense, which is not his role. His role is to be the last man standing if the rush defense fails. Channel, yeah. Mm. yeah, and it's not even like it's not. So he was still marking a one on two. So the way that the way the defensive system works is that the the midfield rushes up to smother the the ball before it gets to the third man. So it's come to the fly off, it's come to the second or the inside center. Now they're trying to go wide, and suddenly they're smothered. They're now forced to in nine times out of ten, step, either run into Dallander and Um, in which case they get tackled, or they step back infield towards the forwards, where normally, like, Peter Steftutoy or Quacho was waiting for them. That's the whole game plan on defense. And it worked ridiculously well yesterday. But there's a third option, if they're quick or talented enough, which is to skip pass, like a little loopy, risky pass over the top of the rush defense, and then you get the wing who's on a one-on, in a one-on-two situation, which is planned. It's not a nice situation, but it's planned. Because then the wing's job is to just corral the ball, ca- the ball carrier and force him to offload to the, the outside guy. And by that point, Vili is supposed to have cross-covered defense. Yeah. And he shuts, shuts down the last man with the ball. And then your centers by that point are supposed to have reacted and gotten back to try and clean out and, and turn over. That's like the whole defensive... That's the point behind the rush defense. And it worked that's... really well for us. And it's, it's, it's reliant on good scramble defense from our fullback, which we normally have. But in this case, uh, Mapimpi turned what was supposed to be our two-on-one defenders into three-on-one defenders, which turned his one-on-two defender, one defender on two ball carriers into zero defenders on two ball carriers. Yeah, and I guess... And then, yeah, sorry, continue. And then when the scramble, the scramble defense came from Um instead of Vili LaRue, he could only obviously tackle one guy at a time, so he tackled, he, he went after Bowden Barrett, who then just had to offload a good year, and then it was done. So that's that's how it played out from where I was sitting. Um, I, don't know what, I don't know what anyone else saw. Well, and it's almost identical. It's almost identical to what we saw last year in the in the first two England games with Johnny Mayer's try. Hmm. Uh, it was exact same thing. Jackie yeah. cutting it off his wing to give like a, make a one on two into a naught on two. Yeah, and I guess the key is to use the touch line as a defender. Just a quick shout out to Sonny Bill. That was probably his major contribution in the game. Very nice pass uh, to Barry. Well, it was a little bit high. But now, uh, I'm looking at the highlights, and you can see the Pimpy's actually behind um, when Barrett starts running. He's actually in, fr- uh, sorry, in front of him, which, which is where he shouldn't be. So I would subscribe to your scooter thought. But that's the sort of margin of dealing with. And a guy like Barrett, he's got so much gas. You give him just a little bit of space, boom, he scores. So yeah. like, fair, fair play sure. to New Zealand, and it came off turnover ball. Uh, this Mwanga Barrett combination, Mwanga 10, Barrett at 15, I felt it wasn't that great. That rush defense, particularly the first 30, Mwanga got charged down twice. The, the closest we got Ooh, to... yeah, that's so bad for him. Yeah, the closest we got to the line is the All Blacks doing their normal cynical shit, and they got warned for it, and then they backed off. Um, I don't think it was that great. Like, the sort of stuff that Barrett did there, even generally on defense, often he he, he will be ranging uh, in the back three anyway, on D, and on attack sometimes you do find him on the wing, depending if they're playing off nine. And it's, particularly if Crotty's at 12, since he's such a good distributor. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like they're not really getting anything extra out of having Barrett at 15, and they're pushing Ben Smith mm. to 
He didn't have the greatest of games. Actually, neither of the wings got too involved, to be honest. Rico was very poor. I, I just... Dude, Rico, Rico is the worst player on the on the field. He was so bad. There were a lot of guys watching that arm feed that will argue differently. <laughs> I can't believe people think I've had a bad game. That it's was the so... whole reason why we were in the lead oh, for like 35 minutes. No, it's so funny to me. Like, and the, the problem is it's not like one or two guys. That's the thing. Like, that's why I legitimately think there's a super sport feed that just somehow blurred out arm. Like, it's the only thing that makes sense. Because yeah. there are too many people to think that he had a shit game, that they were clearly watching something yeah. else. But I think, like, he's almost like he's playing that Conrad Smith role. Like, you, a lot of the time you didn't really notice Conrad Smith mm. as well. Because yeah. he's not doing the flashy ball-in-hand stuff that, like, Nanu would do for the Canes, for example, or for the All Blacks. But, like, if you slow down and you're just watching him, and I think Alex, go, go look up um, Alex Shaw's article. He, I don't have it open. Um, but Alex Shaw on Twitter... By the way, yeah. I'll just give him—I'll give him a shout out. Alex Shaw is a, a, a really good. Um... What's his handle? That's what you have to say. Oh fuck! God, they can find him. It's at Alex Shaw Sport. A L E X S H A W S P O R T. He's a rugby writer in the UK. He writes for Rugby Pass, and uh, you actually—if you're only now hearing about him—you missed out hearing about him during the, the Junior Rugby World Cup, which is his specialty area. Um, but he wrote a really nice piece on Lucanio Am, or it might have just been a thread that I saw. Uh, okay, let me read it. I found it. So he says, Reflections on the Springboks' efforts in Wellington, though it morphed into an ode to Lucanio Am's defense. He shut down six of New Zealand's seven wide moves on the open side during his 52 minutes. They had success with three in quick succession after he was replaced. So seven times the All Blacks tried to go wide. Lukanya Adam shut them down six times, either by tackling them or by just closing off the option of going wide. Obviously, the seventh time we saw was, was good news mm. try. They replaced him, Rossi replaced him with Creel in the 52nd minute, which I think is a huge mistake. And straight yeah. away, they went, they went wide three times successfully. But maybe so, if you think... Yeah. I don't know, maybe... If you think that Adam wasn't influential, it's, it's crazy. No, I don't know. Maybe they did so because Adam was gassed or tired. I don't know, like maybe, but I mean, it's not the kind of work that makes you gas because you just—that's mm. like super—it's super efficient movement. Uh, like it's you like you use so little energy for such a maximum result. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. I, I don't want to second guess things too much, but yeah, I, at the time I was just like, why are we replacing our best player on the field? And I said to Phil actually before the game even started because we were watching together. I said I'll be really upset if because we we. We kind of saw this coming. Phil and I had a really great conversation. We were talking exactly how, like, how do you stop the All Blacks? We were like, Dylander and I need to, like, smother the Sonny Paul Williams. That's exactly what happened. And I said to him, looking at the bench, I, what, the one thing I'm really worried about is that we get a Francois Stein, Jesse Creel midfield with more than 20 minutes on the clock. Mm. Wow, and halfway through the game, it, it's bad because they don't... So... Creel is a really good athlete, but he's not hes not a great thinker. Uh, maybe I'm doing him a disservice, but I don't see... He, like, he plays I don't think anyone would argue too hard with yeah. him. He, just, he plays a very raw, raw brand of rugby, so like he's, he's more instinctive, so he kind of plays what he sees in front of him, which is why he's, he's quite a good fullback, I think. At centre, especially outside centre, like you need to be the midfield general. Like You have to be looking one or two steps ahead of what's happening in front of you, whereas Creel's much more like you know, knee-jerk reaction kind of player, and then he relies on 
superior pace and power to outplay his opponent, and he is quite good at that. But I don't think it fits with with like the clinical rush defense um, strategy that we had for this game. For this, you just need guys who execute, and it's exactly it's the same reason why I don't like Andre Esterhazy playing twelve for the Springboks at mm. the moment because he's the same as real. He's like just brute force, you know, see and react and overcome. Whereas Dylander, um to his credit, is I think the Dylander I think was was also like his partnership with Amit was crucial. And the thing is, what yeah, and what what he does that's different to Esterhazy. So Esterhazy really loves to dominate his opposite number physically. And that's how he gets yellow carded against the Wallabies, right? Mm. He takes what what could have been a perfectly normal tackle and turns it into like a stupid tackle that gets him sent off. Because he wants to make that like crunching, bone crunching, the guy goes flying backwards and loses his gum guard kind of tackle. Dallander mm. doesn't, doesn't give a fuck about that. Dallander actually stands up in the tackle and like bear hugs his opposite number and just stops him mm. where he is. He doesn't need he doesn't really care about driving him back, he just wants to stop him in his tracks. And that's what the whole smother defense is based on. Francois Stein last week, so it's not so much that what Francois Stein does differently, it's more that I just don't trust him yet, so like, I haven't seen any sign that he's, he fits our defensive pattern. Um, his only contribution in the last two weeks was like a few big hits or like a few big barnstorming runs, and I don't really care about that, like that's not what I want from our centers. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, we just need to see more of him. I hope he, I hope he starts next week. Well, look, let's let's so. then turn to your let's go through your ratings uh, that that you've come up with, and then we can just go into each player in a little bit of bit more detail. Yeah, uh, and then kind okay. of refer to what was the other thing that you did? Uh, what is it though? Oh, your matchups. Well, and then maybe bring in some of the matchups that you mentioned previously. But let's let's go through them so we can chat. Then we can maybe talk a bit about New Zealand as well. It's always good to chat about people you don't feel emotionally invested in, at least. So uh, mm. let's start with I guess from the back, Vili Larue. What did you rate him? Um, so Vili, I gave 5.5. Yeah, um, a bit of a mixed I thought, bag, I eh? thought he was... Yeah, not even a mixed bag. Um, the best he thing just... he did the whole game was his his offload to Cheslin Colby, I think, um, for the try, the, yeah, the Yanchi's try. And the quick hands. Um, but other than that, like, he just didn't seem very present. Like, that cross cover, like I was saying, the when I broke down the good huge tackle, hmm. it should have been Vili Leroux making that cross cover defense instead of Lucan Yeah. And he wasn't there. He also made. He apparently conceded four turnovers, which is he, an unacceptable level. Yeah, he, Does one of them, is one of them though that one way? Well, to be fair, it wasn't his fault, yeah. but when he carried over. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, like he's, he, two, he made the right decision to dot it down there. But yeah, fuck. there's a yeah. couple in that position yeah. is so. There, there was a couple mm. of decent clearances, and the one occasion is a bit unlucky. But I, I guess you're right; he didn't execute properly. He chipped the ball over the top um, for Colby, and he kicked it out in the full. And if you had found Colby yeah. there, then Colby was away um, as well. So, yeah. Oh, fuck. Was he the one that did that incredibly flat cross kick? Uh, yes. Yeah. And went out. No, 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 no. This is a different I one. I don't know if that... No. He, he was chipping... I'm thinking was... of the... Yeah, it was a little chip. I, I think... Yeah, Adam and I are thinking of the same moment. He chipped yes. it, but I think it ran dead into the into their dead bull area. No, no. He yeah. kicked or it their out. their dry area. He kicked it on, onto the full. On the sideline. Okay. Uh, it was just one yeah, moment. Okay. If, if everybody noted... I hate Matthew Pierce, mm. but he said, "Look, if that had found grass, Colby was in business." It would have been. It would have been a good kick. Yeah, it would have yeah, been a good yeah, kick. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the second moment for me was um, there was miscommunication between him and Mapimpi. Yeah. And Mapimpi cut inside his shoulder on, uh, on his yes. right shoulder, and as no one. <laughs> like as Billy threw a flat pass out to the left and just went to no one. Um, 
So like it was that was the Vili Leroux we got. Like we always know the risk with him. Yeah, you, so you, you, it was just not a good day for him. So five point five on my ratings. So yeah, um, out of fan, I mean it's a it's a brave coach that plays Vili Leroux and Elton Yankees in the same fifteen. Is what we say. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that is brave. Mm. All right, let's um, move on to uh, probably our, our one of our man and men of the match, uh, Chesn Colby. Yeah, yeah, Chesn Colby definitely for me man of the match runner up. Um, he didn't behind Jack, beat your Jack he didn't beat your ten defenders that you needed him to though. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say was that me. Yeah, it was you. In your I, I never saw said your, ten defenders. I saw no. Your tweet says ten defenders. Don't make me go find it. No, 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 no. no. Bastard needed to make like twenty tackles, and Colby needed to make uh, beat twenty de- uh, ten defenders. I'm so sure I never said that. I'm gonna find this tweet now. Okay, go find it. I'm so sure I never said that. <laughs> ten defenders. Um, he did. He did beat five. Uh, sorry, three defenders. Um, four. He only I carried. Had, he only... In the game, I had four. Okay, four. So he's the stats I saw. He had five carries, three defenders beaten, two clean breaks, um, and he he was. He was really, really good, surprisingly, on defense. He made 13 out of 15 tackles, which is crazy. Because that's what everyone always talks about. They're like, oh, he's so small. You know, how can, how can Ches and Colby possibly defend against Rico Ioni? Um, well, he's fuck Rico well. Ioni. Like, he, uh, he rattled him from minute one. Like, he even beat him under a high ball at one point. Um, so for me, Ches and Colby was a 9 out of 10 performance. Uh, he was already at like 8, 8.5, and then that last chip for the Herschel Janchi's try was just sublime. Like, it was... We just need to get the ball to him more often, I think. Um, yeah. Have you found the tweet, Matt? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where the fuck did I see Colby then? Because Colby's not here. Yeah, you see. You put um, words in my mouth. Revisionist history here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, uh, 9 out of 10 for what, what, Most of your shit happened. Yeah. Most of your shit happened. Uh, to, to some degree, like I was a bit. I, I, well, I like that you, yeah, 100 full 80, Janchi used to get 10, didn't happen. Uh, yeah, well, Vili, he got at least 10. Much, did he get 10? Herschel, Janchi. he got like, he, he played like a whole half because Fafu. Oh, that's, the, oh, fuck, I'm thinking Elton. Elton wasn't even in the squad, I'm drunk. Mm. Let's not open the fourth beer. Uh, Vili <laughs> conceded less than two turnovers, didn't happen. One buck with more than 100 running meters, preferably no, an outside back, I think. It didn't happen. Uh, the most, I think, was 78 for Andre Pollard, but I was happy with that. It was fun. Mm. Uh, um, um, 8.5. Mm. Um, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Yeah. I think he's uh, the biggest reason why we were able to keep the AB scoreless at 35 minutes. Um, um, remind me to put to log into Facebook tomorrow at some point, because I really do want to see the comments about your um, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll post these. I think I'll it's going to be your. I think it's going to be your most controversial post in a long fucking time, <laughs> for no for no clear reason either. Yeah, I don't know. The guys, uh, yeah, controversy is good. Generates hits. Yeah, I know. Um, this one's also going to be controversial. DDA, um, mm. I gave him eight eight out of ten. Yo, that is a that is pretty high. I must say, well, look, I was, was going to be generous. I was, was going to be more that. like a six and a half or seven at most. Six and a half. Oof. No, he was fine at defense. He, he, he was good at defense, but ball in hand, mm. eh, eh. He, was okay. he was okay. He was okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I look forward to the debate. The debate on on Facebook tomorrow. Yeah. When I see. Uh, if you are listening, by the way, these these are posted on Mondays normally on the 
Lead Rugby Banter Facebook group, please do come and join and you can you can tear all my hard work to shreds. Um, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he, um, he really does. Okay. So. I really don't. Yeah. Then Makazola Mapimpi, 5.5. Yeah. Not, um, not a great day. Tied, yeah, tied lowest with Vili. Yeah, I know it seems a bit harsh. Okay, we've spoken about the, um, the I mean, the good you try. Um, but he only made four tackles and he missed four tackles. So that's just, yeah. He attended a lot of rucks, though. Effectively, I felt. Yeah. But that's not a wing's job, so it's super. Yeah. yeah. What you you the Yeah. No, agreed. I'm just saying it's interesting to see him doing things like attending rucks and that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Andre Pollard, 8.5. Um, quite generous again. These, these are a bit high. I've seen some other people's ratings, and mine seem to have a bit of a higher ceiling mm. and a slightly lower floor. Well, uh, but I, I hate it when ratings are just like seven, 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 seven point five, seven, seven, seven. So I try and, and stretch it out a little bit. But uh, you I, mark like me when I'm marking my kindergarten kids. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Andre, so he missed the one kick at goal, uh, but he then got his kick over to win. No, I, see, I keep saying to win the game. It feels like a win, it does. but it was a draw. But even his penalty um, to to put us within seven. Was yeah. it was a long range penalty, very nice. He's, he's kicking very. Did you guys see that moment. one? I think I think my favorite hundred Pollard moment for this game was um, they chipped over Bone Barrett chipped over, and he came running out like a thunderbolt from the fullback position, and he caught the ball on the bounce and pirouetted between the two chasing All Blacks. I think it was Ben Smith, and it might even have been Bone Barrett. And as he caught the ball, he did like a corkscrew and. And evaded both of their tackles, and then made another like sort of five to ten meters or so. Um, yeah, I just thought he was very good, very very good. Yeah. Then Fafta Clerk, six out of ten. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This I need. I need. He's I need first... maybe some input on because I saw people give him like eight out of five, eight eight eight, eight point five out of ten or something. So maybe I'm wrong. He was doing a lot of solid busy work in the lot. That I think a lot of our dominance in that first thirty-five minutes was maybe him. Okay. I also a felt lot of him. His his kicking but, was very good as well. He kicked yeah. mostly quite well. But you guys, should I should I bump this up? What do you think? Whatever you got him on, you've got him on six. Six out of ten. Um, I'd probably. Give it a 6.5. He was fine. Yeah, 6.5. Give him, give him a comfortable pass. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't make any mistakes. He was good. He was good, but I mean, he didn't have a lot, a, a, enough time to influence the game in a certain sense. So yeah, um, yeah. And he, he lost position. I'm just reading someone else's ratings here. He apparently lost position once in a ruck. That's like. Given the game, that's okay. You know, it's acceptable. Are you cheating on you cheating on me with someone else's ratings? No, well, I, I just, these are Rob Hiring's ratings, and I think a lot of us talking cut. What did he give um? No. Out of curiosity, I'm wondering what did he give um? Fuck Rob Hiring, the dirty whore. Yeah, six. six. Yeah, no, but his ratings are a bit like. And he's, no, I don't really like a lot of you've what he been, says. You've yeah. been seeing that. You've been seeing that floozy Rob Howing again, haven't you? No, I, I just like it a lot. Smell his ratings all over you. Ugh, it's awful. It smells like awful. Old Spice. Uh, Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne, sorry. <laughs> Dwan, Dwan for Every time, yeah. I gave him a seven. One, uh, seven one, out of ten. Um, yeah, he, so he obviously made the knockout that led to Goodie's try. Um, he didn't seem very present as a captain. No. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell these things sometimes, but he didn't seem to be very vocal. In fact, I, I think I saw Eben trying to get in the ref's ear 
a few times. Um, I saw Philly anyway. shouting at the ref more than I saw Dwayne shouting. Yeah, but Philly was throwing a few temper tantrums. He, there was that one, I think it was where the All Blacks almost carried it over or whatever. I think he was shouting yeah. at it. Went. Uh, Peter Steff, um 8 out of 10. Always. I think, that, I think that's, uh, that's a starting uh, rating. Is he yeah. your highest rating, out of curiosity? No, my ha- my highest was Colby on 9. Okay. But I could maybe bump up... See, see how much I'm listening with the beers in my ears that I can't even remember your rating for Colby. <laughs> That's fine. So 8.5, I'll, I'll give him 8.5 because he really was excellent. He made 14 out of 17 tackles. He even stole two balls. Um, but he yeah, he was taking the rush defense a bit to heart. He also rushed up a lot and then slipped off tackles. And he did give away a penalty at one point. Yeah, I saw uh, this one tackle I, that he went diving in for. He like missed the oak and went sliding out. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, how committed yeah. he was. I'm just well, trying to find You must be careful because that's how Damien McKenzie is not playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, so this is going to be a bit controversial. Just on Newland, sorry, just to quickly talk about yeah. Dwayne here. He made 11 of 13 yeah. tackles, 10 runs, 19 meters gained, uh, two penalties conceded, one handling area. Oh, that's not, not the best. Yeah. He was okay. He, was he, 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 carried, he carried more than anyone else in the team. 10 carries. Yeah, he did. So you can't fault his industriousness. That nah. um, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, okay. Very controversial. I gave Crocker Smith a nine out of ten. Ooh, I I like how you kick Very controversial. That seems like a little high. This. But look, this, this is what the stats say. The stats say so, sixty-seven minutes. So where, to, yeah, sorry, Matt. Please continue. I was gonna say is uh, I'm assuming three points is for orientation. You know that we always know where North is as well. <laughs> True north, yeah. True north is in the direction Quacha's no- nose is always pointing. Yeah, Dude, apparently the apparently the Tulsa commentators call him wrong turn. For his nose or what? <laughs> I don't know if it's for his nose, but you know that that movie Wrong Turn? Uh like yeah. it's like one of those sort of heel, the heels of eyes kind of Oh god, like... it's an off the Oh god, it's like it's like a Rob Zombie cannibal like cannibal hillbilly. <laughs> exactly. God, that's the oh fuck. They all were yeah. they are like Joe Moody is more like a wrong turn character than Quacken Smith to be fair. <laughs> so yeah, I think apparently they call him uh, Ukujika Okungalunganga, which means wrong turn. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if it's true because I, I watch on DSTV now so I can't get the Plaza commentary, but if that's true it's fucking it's hilarious and fucking harsh. Uh, anyway. Um uh, <laughs> yeah, so all right, nine out of ten for Crocker. That's too generous, isn't it? Yeah, look, he made fifteen of sixteen tackles, me. eight runs, twenty-six minutes gained, two defenders beaten, two penalties conceded. So you'd have to, at minimum, knock him down to an eight. Surely. You re- yeah, but he had one or two very nice rips out of the tackles, which are. Can I make it eight point five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he played well. He was I, just, I look everywhere. And like I people were forward. saying, like he's he's not a test flank, he, like he doesn't do the things. I think I'm still saying he's not a test said. flank. But the thing is, I don't think he's there to be a test flank. I think he's yeah. there to be like a third center, yeah. basically. Um, I don't know. Like I just I just thought he was he's he's there to be the first guy on the tackle. Like and he was. He was. He made 15 out of 16 tackles, including two turnovers, and he carried the ball eight times. Like that's that level of work ethic is incredible. Like, no one else is, was, put, was getting through that much work. The only one who was close was Dwayne, with 10 carries and, and 11 mm-hmm. tackles. So, 
I don't know. Like, I just in terms of work ethic, no one's ever going to match him. Um, like, he's not he's not going to replace Khaleesi. He's not going to be starting for the World Cup side. But sure, like he's never going to let you down. That's for sure. Um, but anyway, I'll put it I'll put it to the to the mob tomorrow. We'll You're going to have to defend two different arguments now. Okay, what are the two? Well, one one group's going to actually no, I think there's going to be a severe no, there shouldn't be an overlap between the um the um haters and the quacha denialists. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm ready for it. You built a double controversy into your ranting. It's okay. Maybe they'll maybe they'll destroy each other and I'll be fine. Yeah. Just don't um, engage. Just don't engage. No matter how many times you get tagged. <laughs> just turn my phone off for the day. Um. Okay. Franco Mustard, seven point five out of ten. Uh, yeah, he, he delivered like the Franco Mustard package. Like I said, last year he made 24 tackles against, against the All Blacks and Wellington. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping for another 20 plus, but maybe that was a bit much to ask. He did make 100% of his tackles. He made 10 out of 10 mm. and was very busy in the rucks. So I, I liked what I saw from him. You had a good game? Yeah. Uh, Eben, 7 out of 10. Just 7. I don't know. Like, I just... I'd like to see more from him. Maybe I, maybe my expectations are just too high. So it seems to me like he's he, playing worse than he really is. Why do you think he only played 50 minutes? I think they just need to manage him. I think he's mm. they got to get to, they got to get him to okay. like a, what is it? The 20th of September whenever our game 21st. is like he's just yeah. got to make yeah 21st September. Um, I think it's just that simple. Mm. And I mean, Achia is like you weren't they weren't they weren't going to replace. Franco with Achia unless they had to because they're yeah. just different kinds of lots. Yeah. So if Lurt, if Lurt had been on the bench, we probably would have been more likely to see it and get through full 80. Mm. Okay. Next, yeah. one. Uh, next one is Francois Herber, 6.5. Did a job. Um, he did a job in the scrums. Like yeah. the scrums were good, but other than that, like he really didn't do anything. He only carried the ball twice, only made three tackles. So. Yeah, I'd like to see a bit more from him, but credit for the scrums. He he lost the scrums one. Really... It was that one scrum well, when they brought on yeah, their replacements that, and we hadn't but, taken up. That was all. like a whole front row replacement yeah, versus but that, guys. Yeah. That was always going to happen. Like, and I, I think Rusty almost knew it, and like he was like, keep the starters on for as long as we can until the tipping point comes, and then when the tipping point comes, we yank our our, our props and we replace them. Hmm. And he just missed time, I think. Yeah. So they, they they pulled the trigger early with their and it's it's almost like taking the new ball in in cricket like you you don't want to take the new ball and then not get a wicket in like in the next ten overs or something right because then you you've blown the advantage. So if if the other team can bring on their reserve props and you can get an extra five to ten minutes out of your starting props without conceding any scrum penalties, then you negate the advantage of their fresh props, and then you bring on your fresh props, and now you try and and dominate them in the scrums. And that is kind of what we did. We gave away the one scrum penalty, and then we when we brought on Inyakane and um, Beast, then we had the advantage. Their their bench props were suddenly not fresh anymore, and then that was crucial because that's what's that's what gave us the platform to 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 get that last minute try. So. Just yeah, it was, just a, it was just a timing issue with the reserves, but I think it was it was a good strategy. It was strategy. also interesting because we brought our props on one at a time, whereas yeah. they so, with all three off, all three on. Yes. Like uh, so yeah, Malherber six point five marks. I only gave him seven out of ten. I would I would have actually um, said less. So six point five or six. 
He was okay. Okay. But uh, okay. his throwing was yeah. poor. Yes. His throwing was poor. He didn't make any turnovers, which are like two of his main jobs. And then on defense, he, he made 11 out of 12 tackles, which I thought was fine. So I gave him yeah. a, a point mm. for that. Um, then Kitchoff, 8 out of 10. I thought he was he really had good. He good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they used him a lot on as the first runner off, off the ruck. Um, so he, he had a lot of carries. And he actually made two turnovers in, yeah. at the ruck time. It was incredible. Uh, in fact, if you guys are interested, Phil produced the fantasy stats. And and Stephen Kitsoff was the highest scoring Springbok. Draft pick. <laughs> yeah, he got 40, 41, 41 points. Stephen Kitsoff. Yeah, nice. Uh, fantasy. So pretty good. Uh, yeah, so that was my starting lineup. I'm just going to run you very quickly through the bench. Bongi, 6 out of 10. Yep. Uh, Beast. Sorry? Yep, no, I'm just, uh, I agree. Yes. Okay. Uh, Beast, 7 out of 10. I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, Kani, also 7 out of 10, so mm. you can see I'm crediting them with uh, the late scrum surge. Arches Neyman, 6 out of 10, because um, of his discipline. Does he get Brody a bonus Curtis. point for breaking Brody? Yeah. Or? Yes. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> flow 6.5 so he Flo made one really, stole one sneaky one he made one really good turnover good but that turnover. was it yeah. that was the only impact he had so and, a very and, good impact and he allegedly elbowed Sam Whitelock in the face allegedly yeah we, we didn't talk about that I, I didn't see it neither did I yeah so I don't know I don't want to I don't want to pass judgment on yeah I'm gonna wait it. until yeah, I'll see if it is sighting because yeah. there was definitely an altercation but yeah I don't know because Whitelock wasn't beating before. Yeah. Herschel Janchis, uh, 9 out of 10. Yeah. Because, because fuck you, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, Francois Stein, 6.5. <laughs> Already spoken about that. Jesse Creel, 6. 6 no, sorry, 6.5. 6.5. He made a lot of tackles. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I don't like it. Um, yeah, guys, how good is Herschel Janchis? He's great, eh? Hey. I mean, that, what, I love, have you seen that stat? Have you seen that hands. stat? Herschel Yankees hasn't played a half of Test Rugby that he hasn't scored a try in yet. Yeah, and he's unbeaten. And he's unbeaten in Test Rugby, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like, I, so, so let's maybe answer the question that I think Ant asked in the in the WhatsApp chat this morning. If Fifth Clerk is now out, um, well, we know he's out for next week because he's concussed. Two weeks actually. Um, Two weeks. I think so. Do we yeah. do we throw Herschel Janchis back into the starting jersey like we did last week, <coughs> or, or do we stick to the plan that we? Because we spoke about this, I think, last week, the week before, and we said yeah. you give each one of the three scrum halves a starting opportunity. I would and go the right next. Step. I would. Yeah. Go, I'd do that too. Yeah, me too. I, I would. I would. Like, I mean, bit. there's no point. Ra- rather stick your plan. Yes, it's Yankees is playing so well, but that's also part of managing him. Is by keeping him on the bench, so to speak. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's just good experience, and it doesn't seem to have any impact on his confidence. I mean, if people think he's he's going to lack confidence after being benched, they are very, very, very wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, overall, Rassi, what would you give him? Probably 7 out of 10? Like an 8. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on, on pure emotional response, I'd give him a 9 out yeah, of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for taking I'm off for 50, as you've convinced me. Yeah. Can we give him, can we give him extra points for enunciation? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Because like he's clearly not a mumbler, right? <laughs> yeah, no, very much. Uh, <laughs> he, he very much. He very much follows in the Heineken Mayer school of emotional coaching from the from the box. I'm in a glass cage of emotion. My favorite, my favorite part is that you see stick in the bottom left corner that shot every time, just like <laughs> trying his best to like just hide from Ratsy in a room that's like two meters <laughs> by three meters. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, I think I think his plan worked. Like. Yeah. The the strategy the strategy worked really really well. The players didn't execute it as well as they could have in some cases. Mm. Um, so like the Mapimpi, we've spoken to death about the Mapimpi era for the Goody tribe, but that's the thing. It was an individual era, not a systems era. Yes. Um, and without that, we would have probably won the game. I think fairly comfortably. Um, I don't. That's a big call. Yes. No, I mean, because we would have gotten to half time probably winning six six nil, yeah. um, and then the second half, I, I think we would have been much steadier because we wouldn't have had to deal with like this sort of frustration of winning the half and then going in at a points deficit. So, and then again with the second half, like I think a lot of the shakiness that we saw in the second half was individuals not like sort of sticking to the script, um, which I think came was born from that frustration of having to go into the half a point down. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying we would have won by 20 points or something, but I think we we would have carried the second half to a win because we would have cut out those small areas, we would have started chunting in the scrums as we did from the bench the bench props, and then all it would have taken was that moment of brilliance from someone, which I think was planned for. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a big call. You guys can cut me off if you want. Mm. Uh, Matt, to this yes. is turn our attention to the scrums, in particular the Kiwi props. I kind of felt that both Franks and Moody were poor. When Tayavo and Tungia Fasi came on, they seemed to be a lot more effective. A <coughs> lot, I mean, I know there are substitutes, same as in Yukani and Beast. They're both very good. But I, 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 I kind of wonder about their props at this stage. Are they just pure scrumming props? Because, I mean, Franks and I hasn't scored a try in 107 tests and that sort of thing. So yeah, just... Franks and Moody are there for, for uh, pretty much Franks and Moody both to pull a Malhaber. You have two two props here you can scrum and maybe do a couple of tackles or whatever. But their first and foremost job is scrumming, which uh, against a scrum like the box scrum, they're not necessarily going to dominate as easily. But I reckon the chances are good. They are still also because Hansen's completely uncreative, so he won't change his mind. But I think they will most probably stay the the front row for the World Cup, and they would most likely dominate most other sides still. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, I don't think we should read too much into the fact that our starting props were shunted by their reserves. Yeah, there is. Like, like, it's funny yeah, like yeah, I already said, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that indicates anything about. Like their reserve either, props aren't yeah. even scrummages. I mean, Tuanga Fasi's not a scrummager. He's a loose play prop. Yeah. Tavo, yeah. a bit of both, but not also not necessarily a world-class scrum. Neither of those props are world-class scrummages. They just came on fresh. They played five minutes, yeah. mm, exactly. whereas our front row had played 60. Mm, so, yeah. And, yeah, so your tank is empty. I, I, I think that our, our props... Oh, is so fucking weird, you know. I don't know what to think about him. But, yeah, I think, like, we shouldn't be the standard that they measure themselves by because most teams, I think, would struggle mm. against our props. 
One one guy who I thought was I laughed at I saw I saw one shot of Mal Herber and I thought to myself, "Fuck, Dwayne Famila let himself go last week." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wait, no." Mal like Mal Herber's beard had like filled out a bit more in that, so I was like, just out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, "Fuck, Dwayne Famila looking fat." <laughs> wait, no, it's Mal Herber. Never mind. Probably false alarm. Probably apart from Yankees, I, I felt from the New Zealand side their best substitute was Dan Coles. I felt when he came on, things started to happen. I think. Yeah, I think it was. It was excellent. It's, it's yeah, just, maybe it's a it's a bit of a chicken and egg. Like, was the game yeah. just hmm. in that Dan Cole zone? Yeah. Uh, would he have been able to thrive in that like smothered? I don't know. Environment of the first half. I'm just, I'm just calling know. it like I see it. I, I felt he. No, no, sure, I'm sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm Adam, not but I mean, you called that try the try of the weekend as well, and that's you calling <laughs> it like you see it. So. Yeah, you know, shooting from the. Someone else needs to bring up bring up your your. Glasses prescription, and maybe it's time to go see an ophthalmologist. Uh, guys, I mean, I don't think we've done justice to that Herschel Junchi's try. No, no we haven't gotten great. there. Yet. No, I mean, how good was Dame Coles has only just come on. We, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> okay, so we, no, we, we can, going we, chronologically. We, we, we can talk. We can talk about it right now. I saw something from Aaron Smith. He said that he didn't actually know Yankees was there. He saw yeah. that he saw that Peter Stepp was there and reckoned, "Cool, he can gas him, so he didn't have to jump." But he didn't realize Yankees was behind him, and then got yeah. it. So you got to you got to give it to the hunger. Also, Colby when he kicked him, when he made that chip, I was like, oh my god! I was standing, I, I stood up, I was on my couch, and I was like right by the TV as one does. And then when the twenty went over, I just started, you know, doing that silent fist pump on the ground. Where I'm like, oh, come on, yes, yes. You were in the pub though. We were, you were full hugging it out. Yeah, yeah, we we had a little moment, but. Um... <laughs> I don't know. So, so people last week were saying we're like not being critical of Herschel Chanchis, but they were like downplaying him a little bit because his first try came off that support run he ran yeah. uh, on on Corsi, and people were like, "Oh well, fuck! What, what's the big deal? Like he scored a try that any other rugby player should have been able to score running a support line." But that's the point. Like, what, if anyone else could do that, then why was he the only one there? Right. Why weren't there fourteen other players? Well, yeah, why weren't there fourteen guys lining up to get that try? <laughs> not everyone does do that. Like maybe that's your expectation, but it's it's not a realistic one. The truth is that you actually have to be very aware and fast um, to to get in that position. And like people wonder why someone like TJ Perinara gets so many tries in Super Rugby and Test Rugby. It's because he's like constantly aware of every single opportunity that's happening, and it's the scrum half's job to flip between those like the those opportunities. So that's why. You know, the quickest guy between the rucks is the scrum half because he's got to be there to provide service. So it shouldn't surprise you when the, the first guy off someone's shoulder to score a try is the scrum half. And you won't see a lot of scrum halves doing it because they're not as good. But Herschel Janchis has got that natural ability to just see an opportunity and make the most of it. That's what you want out of your scrum half. And it's the same thing we saw at the end there. I mean, the Colby break around the down the sideline was had a lot of people just kind of frozen, I think. Saying like, let's see what happens. And Junchies was moving. He was like, the, the ball's not dead. Like the, you know, we can't. We're not just sitting here waiting for Colby to, to score. Like yeah. you got to be ready for anything. He was ready for anything. I'm not surprised that Aaron Smith didn't realize he was there. I think. I think not yeah, a lot of it, not a lot of players in his position would have been there. Um, he's 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 honestly. I don't want to over I don't want to overstate these things, but he's so talented. Like he. I think we're going to see a lot of Herschel Chanchis in the Springbok jersey over the next few years. Yeah. Um, speaking of breaks, though, I think Bowden should get credit for that one where he ran into the middle of the ruck and just slipped past everyone. 
classic button. Yeah, but also, I mean, he he sort of he used the ref as perfect abstraction as a fuck. The man's a genius. Because mm. he just like he's he basically put the ref between him and everyone else, and then just zoom through. Yeah. Oh fuck. I thought I thought Goodyear was their best player. Yeah. Bowden did like every... and Goodyear was their best player. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm. Well, every every time, like, just Goodyear was like the one guy who seemed able to just make a, an impact, no matter what. Like, no matter where he was on the field, he could like break. He was like breaking our smother tackle, but um, and like just breaking tackles seemingly very easily, and our defense was really really solid. I thought Sunny Bill. Yeah, people have been talking shit about him, but. Like, uh, I don't think he played. I don't think he played badly. I think he just got hard counted. Yeah. So, like the, yeah. it was the wrong selection in a way uh, to yeah, to use a Dota term. They got outdrafted. Um, yeah. And yeah, Kieran Reed disappointing. Made some basic errors. There was that one knock on. He didn't have to make. Um, trying to think who else. Ben Smith pretty. Pretty anonymous. Pretty quiet. Yeah. yeah. Rico, Rico was the worst player. I'm standing by that. Like, he so just I think all... most of New Zealand will agree with yeah. you there. So, like, it was one thing to be outplayed by Colby, which he was, but there were like two or three times where he actually got the ball in a lot of space and like dropped it. He just like dropped it cold or just like ran straight into the defender and then got tackled out. Like, he just didn't seem to be trying very hard. I don't know. Hmm. It's disappointing. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? What else is there to yeah, say, guys? Um, is, there any, is there anything else that uh, there was a there was a there was a Pomeranian in the pub while I was watching, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, just, okay. that's good. Uh, it's nice to have a dog watching again. Also parked when everyone started shouting at the TV. Oh, uh, I thought <laughs> I thought Shannon Frizzell and you didn't have solved their number six problem. Shannon Frizzell was workmanlike. But beyond that, he, they're still trying to figure out what... To, has Squire ruled yeah. himself out completely? Yes. Yeah, he's out. You can forget about him. Yeah. I, but I don't I, think he would, have, he would have made any difference. So, interestingly, Shannon Frizzell got 41 fantasy points. I don't know how. Just lots of runs, bro. Someone, someone's points got given to him. <laughs> yeah, his dad his dad knows the coach or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was very good. Uh, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just sheer bloody hard work. Um, I don't know. Well, I look, thought he was pretty average. Well, look. Let, let's look. Um, maybe look ahead to the Argentina game. What what sort of South African team do you start in two weeks' time? Based um, on I think we we start. Uh, we take an A-team skeleton, and we put some B-team players in. So, I would drop... I would... Okay, so obviously, Reynach... Okay. Uh, Beast, I would start with Beast. Uh, Marks and Malherber. Mm-hmm. Then, I'd give Eben a rest, and I'd go... Ach, yeah, Master. Um, I'd have Lurt on the bench. Um, I'd go. I'd try out. I'd like to see Marcel Kutsia at six again because um, we didn't see we didn't get yeah. to see enough of him. It's Australia, so I'd play him at six. I'd. I'd see, I don't want to play Alstad again, but I don't want to play Peter Steff again. Peter Steff needs a rest. 
Or does yeah. he? Do we, do we just play him again? No, I think we should rest him. We should give our start another go. Maybe he'll show us why Rusty rates him so uh, highly. I don't know, guys. Come on, you can't hate him that much. I, I, it's not even hate, it's just it's like... He was just a non-performer. Just like so average, like I just don't think he's a like an international rugby player. Like it's, I don't know how else to say it. Um, anyway, uh, then Dwayne at 8, I think is fine. Uh, Reinach at 9. Pollard at 10. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with staying at with Stain at twelve, I don't mind yeah. seeing Stain at twelve for no, the game, but it's got to be it's got to be with Am at thirteen. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm on the fence. Uh, maybe we do we give Corsi a chance at, at eleven, maybe. Uh, or is that a bit is that a bit harsh on Mapimpi? He's had two games in a row and he hasn't done anything. Like that, so. Yeah, I think. But can Corsi play eleven? Yeah, surely he can. Surely yeah, he can. I mean, no, fucking those wannabes picked Reese Hodge at 11 last year. Yeah, so... Like, in course 11, I think we keep Colby. Yeah, it. we keep Colby, and I'm also open to playing France and stop listening to the episode right at this point, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or or you could bring in Galant or LaRue. Like, I guess that's an yeah. interesting point. One, one I would I'd pick like Galant over LaRue to try and get, get Galant more test experience and mm-hmm. hopefully... Give him um, one more shot at getting better. No, I'd, do, I'd, pick, I'd pick Dylan Lads at 15. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I think he's been sent out, unfortunately. Well, what, one final I point think, I want to make. Wait, wait, wait. I think it's time for Ben big call. Ben's big call would be to pick Ty Green after this weekend's yeah, line. <laughs> okay, I'm calling you an Uber, Matt. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm just doing it for Ben's sake. <laughs> In memory of Ben. On, yeah. 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 The, 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 the one final thing yeah, I want to yeah, say yeah, before moving on. Does, where he, Hey. You have to do the thing he does. He says something audacious and then he takes his, uh, a short breath. And he like, uh, braces himself for the feedback. He's like, oh, you guys, you guys already stupid. We picked Tyron Green at fullback. And then he waits for the, for the blowback. And then, uh, <laughs> he does it every time. You can, you can tell if he, if he thinks something's controversial by how sharp the, the breath intake is afterwards. I'm actually, I've never listened out for it. Now I am. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna. The next episode, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna sit here carefully listening for Ben breathing, monitoring, monitoring his breath. Um, but yeah, so that would be. I think that would be my my team. Sorry, Adam, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? Uh, it doesn't matter. So it's fine. <laughs> I'm over it. We love you, Adam. Straight. I'm over it. So so angstful. Yeah, Adam, come now. It's a come safe on, place. Don't, it's, it's don't a leave safe it out place. on the. Don't leave it out on the field, Adam. What What do you want to say? It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm know, over this it. Is a I, I literally got cut off three times, you know, so I'm, I'm over it. That's all. Where's your, where's your perseverance? Come on. I'm going to drop on, it. This is, Adam, this is why, you, this is why you're going to play on the wing and not in the forwards, because <laughs> wings get cut off. No, that's why I didn't even get into the field, bro. Uh, I didn't show enough, uh, <laughs> show enough gears to convince my mom to, <laughs> to let me play rugby. <laughs> she looked at you. She took one look at you. Like, right no, now, Adam. You can prove her wrong right now just <laughs> by, by telling us what's going on. I just wanted. I just wanted to say that um, we oh, certainly have the depth. Uh, Rusty's grand plan <laughs> is coming off. Out of nowhere, we can talk about virtually almost every position. We're looking at two or even three options. So all that hard yeah. work out of nowhere, we have got quite a deep squad. So yeah. the three yeah. uh, D the three D chess or the four D chess. Would it been prove? Been the, proved it was 3D. 3D. So I know, well, the quarter four, quarter four, 4D chess is not coming together from Rassi. Normal so, chess is 2D, X axis, Y axis. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, okay. I, I accept I accept this explanation. 
Um, I still think I'm, it should be our poll this weekend. No, I mean, I, I don't I really <laughs> no, no. care enough about it. No, no, no. <laughs> Just but um, I was going to say, yeah, so you're right, Adam. And like, the thing is, if you think about uh, like this time last year, um, after like the England series and the rugby championship, if we had said, look, fast forward a year to our game against the All Blacks of Wellington, Fuff comes off halftime with a concussion and Villy has a bad game, what are the chances the Springboks can still draw? And we would have said it's impossible. Yeah. Because we like our game plan at that point was so based around <coughs> Billy and Puff, um, and and on and banking on them having good days, not just like the usual craziness. Yeah, I would have said like we just there's whoever comes on for Puff at Scrum Half is going to be a fuck up, and we now know that not to be true. So it's it's huge. Like the impact that makes going to the Rugby World Cup, I think, is can't be underestimated. Mm. Oh, sorry, can't be can't be overestimated. Um, um, all right, look, we need to we need to get towards wrapping up. I need, I need to leave soon. So, do we have a do we have an Adam Thompson shout out? Probably to Alex Shaw, actually, just for that very uh, yeah. the very lack of thread. Yeah. On he's on, doing the Lord's work. On the Kanye, I shared yeah. also uh, on my Twitter, so you can come uh, check that nice. out. Uh, Matt, do, do you have a nominee for uh, this week's blame game? Who will we Who will we blame? Um, I can hear the shots of about. 45% of the listeners screaming, look on your arm, but yeah, um, <laughs> I don't, I almost want to say the, the, the only try we gave away was because I'm a pimpy, so, but it's harsh to blame him for that, but anyway, I, I think gonna, the closest we, I was gonna blame the closest Marcus we can get to an actual blame. I was going to blame no, Marcus Neymar for raising the blood, the collective blood pressure of New Zealand, you know. <laughs> it's like, no, but the blood pressure had gone up already by then. But like, it's like a national crisis that Ritalik got injured. The amount of news coverage he's generated alone was over shoulder. No, but to be fair, he was like one of the key missing players when we beat them. Yeah. Uh, like he is a huge part of that squad. And like he it's like them it's like us if we'd lost Peter Steph to Toy, we would be there would mm. be as many articles. Except so like, except like the, the the game where he was there in Joburg was I think a better game for we we actually thrashed them in Joburg. And then yeah. still lost. I mean, in Pretoria. Yeah. Um, but in Pretoria, sorry. I was sorry. there. Um, I was there. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't <laughs> mean to insult you were, your hometown. Sorry, sorry, Adam. I took a bus from Joburg to get there. But, uh, what are you doing in the morning? What were you doing in Joburg? I know Joburg? you. I know you hate it when people when people think that Joburg that Pretoria is actually Joburg. It must piss you off so much. But um, but I think that was our better game. Like I think we we yeah. were more effective against All Blacks when Retallick was there. Not because of that, but you know what I mean. So. Anyway, <laughs> Oh. Um, so blame game, we didn't really give it away, but nah. we get, we uh, get whatever. All right, and then yeah. a, a hero of the week. I guess that the heroes, hero, hero of the week, sponsored by uh, Hero Season One of Heroes. That's got to go to. Um, so I was going to say, I apologize. I was going to say Alton Yankees. I was going to say Herschel Yankees. So it's gotta be Herschel, yeah. yeah, it's got to be Herschel. The good supporting supporting play by Cheslin. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, look, I think that that's going to wrap it up, gentlemen. Is there any final comment? Uh, uh, super brief next week. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just our predictions for the, the next round. There's Curry Cup rounds. Jeez, I think I might, have got, no... I, I might have even gotten zero. I didn't want to know. Something. I don't think I'm. In... Oh. No, I can log in very quickly now. Let me, let me do that. Uh, whoops. Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, I got one. Apparently, I picked the Lions. Nice. Oh, well. Oh, that's good. I even got I the haven't checked my super brief. I, uh, I did my picks before the season started for the whole season. Uh, 
So, <laughs> I haven't beaten so, them. So, so all those bulls picks are... <laughs> Yeah, those are locked in. Those have only just paid off. Okay, well, clearly we don't have it running for some reason. Uh, Right, Cheetahs, Lions, and Bloom. Cheetahs. I'd go Cheetahs by 14. 14, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then Pumas? Pumas Sharks? Probably the Sharks. Sharks. I'm going to give it to the Sharks. They deserve a win eventually. Bulls, Griquis, I'll give it to the Bulls. Off that performance. Yeah. I am proud to report that I'm lost in the RB Curry Cup group. Am I um, in the RB Curry Cup? Oh, I'm in 16th. Ah. Nice. Christ. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in sixth. I'm well beautiful. Done. Congrats. Jesus. That's Thank all you care about. It is all I care about. I got that game right. View matches. Uh, I got the Cheetahs game right, but the others were an absolute shit show. Um, I got the Bulls. I said promise we're going to beat the Lions. That's bad. But I got the Cheetahs and the Bulls ones. So. I didn't even go up or down. I stayed at 16. I'm just looking now. Nice. I stayed at Classic. 16. <laughs> Classic Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, going to wrap it up. This episode of Elite Rugby Bandit. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we assume all of us will be back next week. So... Stay tuned, yeah. please. Uh, that'd be nice. Alex, thank you, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Adam. Good session. Good. Have a good, good weekend. Yeah, I'm sorry I dropped I dropped lip there. You know. Like, <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We've come to expect this from you. We, we're we're supportive enough to have brought you back around. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like it's an abusive relationship. I keep coming back to you. Yeah, guys. it's like. Yeah, it's like it's like being in a therapy session run by your own bully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that's not horrible. Matt, thank you. standing there. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for joining us, Matt. Oh, it's a pleasure. Okay, and yeah, uh, you can catch us on a whole bunch of social media. Um, well, not really, actually, on Facebook, but our podcast can be found on a whole bunch of different platforms, including Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. And I'm missing one, Acast. And we are there. Ah, sorry, I, I've forgotten to investigate getting us on Deezer. Uh, we're on Stitcher too, but I'll, I'll work on that. That's going to do it for this week. We will catch you next week. Thanks very much. Cheers.